This podcast was recorded live at Petri Wine Studios in beautiful Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this week's edition of Panel Riots. I am coming to you live from the panel panel van, the riot mobile panel riot my car. I'm coming from my car. I'm coming to you from my car. Life is busy, folks. And the great thing about podcasting is that you can do it pretty much anywhere. And so here I am in my car talking to you guys. Um, But don't think that we will not have the uh, high level of production that you have come to expect from Panel Riot. And with that said, intern Stan, please play us a theme song. great, Stan. That was excellent, super good, great improvisation, just wonderful work. I I really, I appreciate it. Uh, Now, that being said, Stan, we had a little bit of a problem last week. We had some issues involving Stan and Jack. They kind of got into it a little bit. I'm not gonna, listen, I'm not gonna pick sides for you guys. Uh, Jack's here too. Jack's here in the in the in the in the riot in the in my car. I'm not picking sides, but you both really really screwed up last week. You both screwed the pooch. There was no episode. There was no episode. You guys fought, and it was a, it was just a slap fight, and you ended up bumping the computer and knocking it on the ground, and then you guys were throwing Mountain Dew bottles at each other, which I don't even keep Mountain Dew in the studio or in my house, because it's disgusting. I don't even know where you guys got that stuff. You have these two liters of Mountain Dew, and you're just whipping them at each other, and I'm like, guys, stop it, stop it, you're gonna break something, and lo and behold, you did. Jack throws a two liter of Mountain Dew, smacks Stan in the face, Stan goes flailing around, knocks over a, a, a glass of water, which I do keep in the house and in the studio because, well, you know, podcasting is thirsty business. He knocks over the glass of water. That goes all over the place. You know, I'm standing up at this point trying to walk over and calm everybody down. I slip on the water, drop an elbow on the computer... Sparks fly, blue smoke, had to get a whole new computer, whole new setup, and you know what, guys? I'm taking it out of your pay, because I don't, I don't appreciate this. I don't know what is going on with you two, but you've got to cool it. Get it together, both of you. Figure it out. I don't care how you do it. If you don't, one of you is gone, possibly both of you get it together. I'm docking your pay, guys. I'm docking your pay. Don't give me that look. Stan, Stan, I'm not giving you that look. He 
He's got the cutest folks. I, 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 I really wish you could see. He's got the cutest puppy dog eyes behind his behind his you know weird '70s glasses. It's adorable. He's adorable. I'm sorry, Stan. You guys, you guys have got to learn your lesson. You just, you just do. Folks, uh, on to the show. We are going to talk about, well, I'll tell you what, here's our starting point, okay? We're going to start with Logan. I saw Logan over the weekend, and just, wow. <laughs> okay, so let's, let's rewind a little bit to when I saw the Avengers, okay? The first Avengers movie, I... I, I didn't know what to expect. I went in with a kind of a cynical eye and, you know, like, oh, okay, it's the Avengers, and I've never been a big Avengers fan. I've always been an X-Men guy, and even with the, the movies coming out, the Thor and the Cap and the Iron Man and stuff, I didn't have, you know, super high hopes. And then I had my mind changed, <laughs> and it was one of those movies where at the end of it I stood up and was walking out and processing everything I had just seen, and I had this realization of, wow, there is nothing that I would change in that movie. Nothing. Nothing to improve, nothing to... Now, this is just me personally. I'm not speaking for all of filmmaking. I'm, I, I'm sure people have problems with it. People have problems with everything. But nothing that I would have done to change it to make it a better movie. And I had that same feeling walking out of Logan. Nothing. I wouldn't have changed a single thing. It was spot on. It was fantastic. It was a bummer. It was like a world-class bummer to watch because it's just a series of depressing and interesting things happening um, with a few good things kind of peppered in, but it was just, it was, there's, there's nothing to change. It's a great, great movie. Go see it. If you have the emotional wherewithal to deal with something like that, with something that brutal, oh man, it is brutal, that movie. And it, you know what, that made me think about something else. So I'm, I, 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 try to make it known amongst my friends. I don't like horror movies. I don't like gore. I don't like scary movies. Um, all of that stuff, right? I don't watch The Walking Dead. I don't watch, um, even, even, you know, a lot of, uh, um, Game of Thrones is too much for me. I can't, it's, it's, it's just, the stuff just happens and it stays with me and I can't stop thinking about it. It's gross. It's mm -hmm. gross. And it, it just gets to me. Um, the violence in Wolverine, it didn't bother me that much. There was some gross stuff, to be sure. But it makes me wonder if what I'm imagining is happening in these shows and movies and stuff is way less terrible than what is actually... I mean, way more terrible than what is actually happening. I don't know. That doesn't mean I'm going to start watching The Walking Dead next week, because I still just probably not, but, I don't know, just something to consider, even Deadpool, like, the, the violence in Deadpool didn't bother me, like, really at all, and in seeing that, it makes me think that, you know, hey, maybe I could see John Wick, I know John Wick is, is very, very violent, 
and it's mostly gun violence, I think. But, you know, everybody raves about this movie. Maybe I could... Maybe. You know, maybe. Maybe I could see it. We'll see what happens. Anyway. Super violent movie. Don't take your kids to see it. But it's excellent. It's very, very good. I want to point out uh, one of the most incredible parts of the entire movie, which was Patrick Stewart. It, there, it, it just... He, he just can't do anything wrong, that man. He's beautiful and wonderful, and we're just, we're just lucky to have him. We're just fortunate that he's alive and a real person. You know what I'm saying? He's just, he's just a delight, and everyone should bask in that glory. Just watch anything, anything that he's in. Seriously. I have not seen a single movie that Patrick Stewart was in, or television show, where I was like, hmm... I think he phoned that one in. He's not capable. He's not capable of phoning it in. I'm using a different microphone. I'm sorry if that was too loud for you. He's a miracle. He's a living human miracle. Now, in addition to his general incredible nature, he's immortal, right? Everybody knows this. Patrick Stewart is immortal. Um, He does not age. And to that end... They had to age him for this movie. Patrick Stewart is in his 60s or 70s. I'm sorry, I don't... I'm I'm in a car. I I, I can't fact-check that right now. But he's in his 60s or 70s. And they had to age him for this movie. They had to give him liver spots on his head. They had to make his hair all crazy and unkempt. They had to give the man... They had to give him wrinkles. They had to give him wrinkles. Patrick Stewart is incredible. And then he, and then he just acted the piss out of it. He acted his... his, 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 his is he British? He's Scottish. Ah, okay. He act, it doesn't matter. He acted his particular balls off. All the way off. All the way off. It was incredible. Go see it for Patrick Stewart... Go see it for Hugh Jackman, because Hugh Jackman is, mm-hmm, even when he's old and decrepit and limping and not a happy man, this is very much an old man Logan who is, you know, his healing factor isn't working, but he's still Hugh Jackman, and that, that too is a blessing. That too is a blessing. And... I have saved the best for last because the girl who plays uh, who plays Laura, who plays X-23 in this movie, she has a bright, bright future ahead of her. She's amazing. She's... Every single scene that she's in, she acts with nuance, she acts with, uh, uh, with, with, with subtlety when it needs to be, and rage when it needs to be, and she's just incredible. I, how is she a child that can act this well? It's unnatural and wonderful. She's absolutely fantastic. So go and see Logan at your earliest, earliest, earliest convenience, as long as you are an adult and can deal with, you know, some weird stuff. So, uh, folks, that is going to do it for our first segment here. We are going to take a quick break hear from one of our sponsors, and we'll be right back with more Panel Riot. Please do stick around.
Books, books, books. Books, books, books. I know you love books. I love books, too. I mean, come on, you're listening to a podcast about comic books. Clearly, you like reading something. I got good news for you. You're spending all your time reading comics, right? That's fine. That's great. I'm on board. I'm supportive of your lifestyle. But the fact of the matter is, there's other books, too. Big, huge, amazing novels. Short, hilarious, not novels. There's more to life than comic books. There's more books out there. But I hear you say, Will, I don't have the time to read all these. I'm reading comics all the time, man. I'm reading comics, and then I'm driving to work, and then I'm working. Reading comics on my lunch break. Getting off work. Driving home. Reading more comics. And then go bed. When am I going to read books? Well, I've got great news for you folks. There is a service for you. They will read the books to you. That's right. You know it. You love it. Audible.com. And now, as a listener of Panel Riot, you get an exclusive offer. Head over to audibletrial.com slash panel riot. Get a free audiobook today. One free audiobook, totally yours to keep. Enjoy it. Listen to it on your drive. Listen to it while you're working, providing you don't have to talk to people very much. Listen to it whenever you're not reading comics. May I recommend Marvel Comics, The Untold Story by Sean Howe? Let me tell you folks, this book is straight up fascinating. And it is also massive, which translates into a lot of hours of entertainment for you. Find out about the history of Marvel Comics, what it was like when they were coming up, and uh, what that bullpen really was like when uh, when Stan Lee was running things. You can also relive the 90s, which was horrible. Uh, folks, head on over one more time to audibletrial.com slash panel riot and get your free audiobook today. Thanks. Welcome back. Welcome back, folks. Thank you for sticking with us. And thank you, of course, to our generous and wonderful sponsors. They are both generous and wonderful. I didn't misspeak. They're just that good. And the thing is, I don't even know what commercial you just heard. I'm recording this before I drop the commercials in. Part the kimono a little bit for you there. Um, that's That comes later. Uh, but I know that doesn't matter what the sponsor is, they are absolutely glorious and fantastic and wonderful. So go and check them out uh, whenever you get the opportunity. We're talking about Logan. We're talking about the film Logan. Man, that, was, that film was great. That film was crazy. And it was a very fitting end to Hugh Jackman playing the role of Wolverine. The role that really made him famous. I mean, he... Um, he had done, you know, musicals and musical theater and stuff like that before, but um, he came to the States and uh, took up the role in the first X-Men movie, and he was fantastic, absolutely fantastic from the very beginning. He was the best part, while well, he was the second best part of that first X-Men movie, uh, the first best, of course, being Patrick Stewart as Professor X. Let's rewind a little bit and talk about that, because years, years and years and years before there was uh, any X-Men movie to speak of, there was, of course, rumors, and you couldn't, you couldn't picture anyone else in the role of Professor X. It was always going to be Patrick Stewart, and my tiny little child brain exploded when I found out that they were doing X-Men and it was, in fact, going to be Patrick Stewart, I was so happy and I was so thrilled. 
and that's that's something a lot of people are talking about how Hugh Jackman is now done with uh, with playing Wolverine. Not as many people are talking about how Patrick Stewart is done. He has said that he will no longer be playing Professor X, and that's a shame. Um, but you know what? Actually, now that I think about it, I think he followed that up by saying, "Unless it's with Deadpool, I'm open to that." So yeah, all right. So forget all that. Um, <laughs> he will most likely continue to play that character, which is wonderful. Um, I'm, I'm thrilled to pieces about that, but yeah, but Hugh Jackman, right? This is, this is the role that put him on the map and he's, he's just a delight and not just in the X-Men movies. He was, um, incredible in X2 and of course X3, uh, loyal listeners will know how wretched X3 was and how terrible it was for my health to watch it and analyze it, go back and check out that episode, um, episode, true believers, maybe I'll drop that in later, maybe not, who knows, I'm recording this in a car, anything can happen, so he did X3, but he also did, you know, he branched out and did all these other films, it made him a huge star, especially in the United States, um, Kate and Leopold, he was incredible in The Prestige, he was good in, um, Oh, I'm drawing a blank on the movie that I'm... Oh, Australia. It's just called Australia. Uh, he's, uh, he's incredible. And, uh, Les Miserables. He's in Les Miserables. Best part of that. He's, I think he's the best part of whatever movie he's in. Um, especially, you know, The Prestige. Because I'm not a fan of Christian Bale. Um, Michael Caine's good and everything, too. But, you know, I'm just splitting hairs at that point. Um, that's a fun movie to watch... Um, with the mindset that it's a kind of an Elseworlds tale where, um, Batman and Wolverine are competing and they both are really super into magic for whatever reason. Uh, that's a fun one. And, uh, in that same vein, he, you know, Hugh Jackman was in a movie called The Fountain where he is, um, it's all about, you know, trying to find the fountain of youth and being immortal and everything like that. And it takes, it's super trippy. Spoilers, by the way, spoilers for The Fountain, which came out in what, 2004 or five? I mean, if you were going to see it, you would have seen it. All right. So the general idea is that it's three versions of Wolverine, right? And he, um, have I talked about this on the show before? I gotta tell you folks, I, my memory is just shot. It is shot to pieces, but I'm gonna go ahead and do this, uh, talk about it one more time. Apologies if you listened to that one episode, and, um, and I did talk about this before, but, uh, if not, you're in for a treat. So, um, Hugh Jackman, uh, he's in the past, right? And he's a, he's a conquistador, and he's got the metal helmet and everything, and he's trying to find the fountain of youth. And then he's in the present, and he's uh, a, a, a medical researcher, and his girlfriend is dying, and he's trying to find a way to cure her uh, and her death. And then he's in the future, and he's floating in a space bubble, and he's a monk, and there's a tree, which I think is the tree of life, I think, right? Um... And if I remember correctly, uh, as you might expect, it doesn't go the way that all the people want it to go. In the past, he finds the Fountain of Youth and drinks out of it because he's got a belly wound, and he ends up sprouting vines and stuff out of his out of his stomach. And in in the present, 
his, I, I don't know, his girlfriend dies. I know she dies, and I don't know what else happens there. Uh, and in the future, the tree of life dies, but he's okay because suddenly he's, he's fine because death is part of everything, and it's okay, and it's natural, and you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's really a fascinating movie, and a great one to just, you know, get, get sideways on your, on your brain candy of choice, and just be like, whoa, what's Wolverine up to today? <laughs> When's he gonna pop his claws? Oh, never? All right. I'm afraid of everything now. <laughs> uh, that's a weird movie. That's a real weird movie. Anyway, Hugh Jackman is, is, is just a wonderful, wonderful little critter. And, um, and, but I want to talk a little bit about Wolverine, about Logan, about James Howlett. Um, he, uh, he's, now, let me rewind a little bit here, because I am not the kind of comic book fan that can quote issue numbers and dates. I'm sorry, but I just can't do it. I don't have a head for that. God bless the folks who can, who remember, um, you know, specific lines and creative teams. Uh, you know, I, I, I remember some creative teams, but I, I can't tell you this issue released on this date was written by this guy and colored by this guy and inked by this guy. It's, it's just, I don't have the head for it. And I apologize for that. So I can tell you that Wolverine as a character has been around for a while, debuted to fight the Hulk. And, um, I know that the character Wolverine has evolved quite a bit as well. Um, he, he was, he was a big question mark for a long time, a lot about him. And some of that was intentional and some of it wasn't, you know, some, I, I know at one point his origin story was that he was supposed to be a, a, an actual mutated Wolverine, like the actual critter. And that wasn't just a cute nickname that people gave him. Um, but that didn't happen. And, uh, the claws, they, they've all gone back and forth on the claws and everything like that. And, um, they did, when they did War of Wolverine Origins, was it Wolverine Origins, that revealed that he had bone claws? I can't remember if it was Wolverine Origins, or if it was, um, when Magneto sucked all the adamantium out of his body using his, you know, Magneto powers. That was a, that was a weird issue. That was really strange. I have that issue somewhere, when it had, like, a, one of the foil hologram covers, you know what I'm talking about, you know, those, you know, big cash grabs in the 90s, um, but it wasn't bad, it was, you know, all about, you know what, it was bad, now that I think about it, it was bad, because the whole book is about the X-Men gearing up to go to Asteroid M and fight Magneto, right, sounds exciting, dull as shit, that book was dull as shit, there was a handful of, uh, of fight scenes, and a lot of conversation that was not related and went nowhere. And the most interesting thing, like, for, for one comic that changed so many things about the X-Men, because that's the comic where, um, where we get Joseph, because Xavier erases Magneto's brain, and that also is why we have Onslaught, and he erased his brain because Magneto pulled all the adamantium out of Wolverine which means that we had bone feral Wolverine for a while. And that, let me tell you, that was a fun time to be a Wolverine fan. <laughs> he didn't have a nose for a while because someone made a very specific art decision. Um, he, 
I think, broke one of his hands of bone claws at some point. And I don't remember if they regenerated because his... What, his healing factor got burnt out, I think? I don't know. And then someone kidnapped him and tried to... tried to rebond adamantium to him, but it didn't work. I feel like... Alright, so I, I could be wrong about this. And, um... I probably am, but... There was a, a Wolverine villain named Cyber, and Cyber had adamantium skin, and didn't they... I thought they, like, used beetles to eat all the flesh outside of him, leaving just the adamantium shell, and then used that adamantium to rebond to Wolverine, but his body rejected it or something? Like I said, it was the 90s, and a weird time to be uh, alive. Just alive in general and also a Wolverine fan. Um, eventually, Apocalypse got his hands... Uh, that's right, Apocalypse came back, got his hands on Wolverine, made him his horseman of death, and uh, put that adamantium and his nose right where, right back where it belonged. So that was a good time. I should go back and read that. You know, I actually do have Marvel Unlimited, and uh, Marvel Unlimited, folks, I gotta tell you, it's a great service. If I could get them to sponsor this podcast, that would just be a match made in Cotton Candy Land. You know what I'm saying? Like, we really need some Marvel Unlimited, uh, 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 like, I need to kick back, is what I'm saying. Because I'm going to tell you about it, and I'm going to say you should get it. But they should be paying me as well, because it's a fine service, and I'm talking about it on my podcast. Um, $9.99 a month, access to every Marvel comic, uh, almost every Marvel comic ever. Um, I think some of the Marvel Max lines are missing from there. Like, I don't know if Jessica Jones is on there. I could be wrong. I don't know, go ask Brian Michael Bendis. He has more information about that than I do. But it's a great, great service if you, um, if you, you know, read mobile, if you're cool with um, reading on a tablet or even on your phone. That's the thing. Re- even reading these comics on your phone, the way that they have the app formatted is, it's still a pleasure to read them. It's still great uh, to read them on your phone. No loss of quality, no, uh, no degradation. It's it's, it's a blast, so I can't recommend it highly enough. Head on over to uh, marvel.com slash unlimited and uh, put in the coupon code PANELRIOT today and you'll get uh, 15% off your order. None of that is true. None of it is true. Don't do it. Do not do it. None of it is true. I don't know if that URL even exists. Uh, I, I, maybe someday, but uh, but not today. But yeah, do go get Marvel Unlimited. It's, uh, it's great. Anyway, I should go back and read that stuff and actually set the record straight as to what happened between Apocalypse and Wolverine, and how he escaped, and I don't know any of that crap, right? So, um, that was a, that was a big transformation for Wolverine, as everybody knows, they won't let you forget it, Wolverine's been to Japan, hey, did you know Wolverine was a samurai, or a ronin, or just, you know, a guy with weird spike hair who hung out in Japan for a while. Well, I'm gonna tell you what, folks, he sure did. He sure did. Oh, boy, did he. Silver Samurai, Ogun, um, so very many of his villains come out of his time in Japan. They made a whole movie about it, The Wolverine, my favorite, I think, of the Wolverine movies. Maybe. I don't know. It's the one, I like it differently from Logan. Logan is not a movie that I'm going to go back and just watch all the time because, like, hey, this will be fun. I'll watch Logan. What it is is, um, 
I, I, I would do that with the Wolverine because it's, it's fun, it's enjoyable, it's interesting. Um, it absolutely has a giant problem at the end. Um, but, uh, you know, the first, the first couple of acts are a delight. They're wonderful. Go, go check that out. Um, but yeah, that's based off of his, uh, his time in Japan. Um, of course there is his loyal X-Men phase, uh, where he was, you know, he's the guy who does the stuff that no one else is willing to do. And, you know, especially in the nineties and the early thousands, he was, you know, he's a staple. He's a mainstay. He's a lot like Spider-Man where there was a time when whether, whether he was in the comic or not, they were telling people to put, put Wolverine or Spider-Man on the cover because that's what will sell comics. That's what'll do it. And, uh, he was just, he was iconic and, um, I think still is to a certain degree. They've really, really backed off their Wolverine love, though. Marvel has. Uh, they've really, really, uh, changed that character. But, um, anyway. Uh, so yeah, he was a samurai for a while. He was a loyal member of the X-Men. He was a loyal member of the Avengers for the same reason. For that, uh, I'm, I'll, I do the things that, you know, Steve Rogers can't do. You know, I'm willing to do this crazy stuff, and you need someone like that on your team. He led a, uh, a, a mercenary, well, I guess not mercenary, but he led a team of uh, undercover, under, you know, dark ops, whatever you want to call it to make yourself feel cool, mutants of X-Force. Um, that was a very cool line, a very cool series, really enjoyed that. Again, up against Apocalypse. Um, he was big into that. Um, and then he became a teacher. Um, after all the stuff went down between Cyclops and him, uh, the schism, they called it, between the X-Men, um, he founded his own school, and he named it after Gene, and it was, uh, it was on the ruins of the Westchester School, and I gotta tell you, at that point, it was very hard, they, they launched a comic called Wolverine and the X-Men, and I couldn't, I didn't like it. I could not enjoy it. I, I, I'm not sure why. I actually, I'm pretty sure I've talked about that on this show too, like way back in the early episodes. I did not enjoy Wolverine and the X-Men, no matter how hard I tried. Maybe, maybe with the advent of time, I, I could enjoy it, but I just, I, I couldn't get into it. I felt that, um, Uncanny X-Men, which was, um, the title that focused on Scott's team was the stronger book. And I enjoyed that one a lot more and still do. Um, so we'll see. Anyway, uh, that happened and the Wolverine main, uh, comic continued. And that one actually got really good because it dealt with him losing his healing abilities. He, he lost his healing factor. And so he had to have a suit made that, dealt with, you know, that kind of kept him safe more than normal, and he was also dealing with adamantium poisoning. Adamantium poisoning was becoming part of his life again, and that's, that's something that, um, that comes into play, uh, later on, because it's, you know, he still has his claws, and he still has everything like this, but he doesn't have that healing factor, and, um, he's just losing this stuff piece by piece. And then of course you have the, uh, death of Wolverine storyline that happened, which I think was beautifully done. I know I've talked about that on the show and, uh, it's kind of a greatest hits of Wolverine, all of these characters and beautiful art and written by Charles Soule. And, um, I, uh, highly recommend that one as well. 
So it's a it's this character that was just introduced as this you know drunk cigar chomping, you know mercenary murderer guy, this short Canadian who really evolved into a person. You know, it was a two D character that eventually became three D. And I don't I won't argue with anybody that there was absolute oversaturation of the character, one hundred percent. And I know that that's a big part of the reason why they backed off of it. Um, but uh, but I'm I'm glad that that Wolverine as a character had this long development, and you can look back and you can have favorite eras, and you can have favorite versions of Wolverine, and that's not something you can say for a lot of characters. So um, so with that, folks, we're going to take another quick commercial break, and we'll be right back with more Panel Riot after this. Please stick around. Podcasts. You like podcasts. How do I know this? How do I know this? I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you like that masked magician on that Fox show. I'm going to go ahead and tell you my secrets, man. You're listening to one right now. Mm. Boom. Nailed it. Nailed it. You like podcasts. Well, folks, I got podcasts for you. I got podcasts out the wazoo. Where can you find these podcasts? Where can you find a wazoo full of podcasts? Sorgatron Media. That's right, folks. Sorgatronmedia.com, the producers of the highest quality podcasts anywhere on the internet. Folks, they help bring you Panel Riot each and every week. And that's not all. That's not all. They also bring you such excellent, excellent podcasts as AwesomeCast. AwesomeCast Tech Talk, talking about news, talking about information, awesome chat where we interview those who talk about tech and news and all of that stuff. You've got the Indie Mayhem Show, the Midweek War, the Raw Wrap-Up, and folks, the one that started it all, the Wrestling Mayhem Show. If you like wrestling of any shape, size, form, function, whatever, if, if, if it's got wrestling in the name, they are talking about it. And they are probably talking about it as soon as it happens. Go and check them out. Head on over to sorgatronmedia.com and just just enjoy. Just put on your headphones and then lay down and uh, take a couple relax pills and just just have a good old time. Just have a good old listen time. Sorgatronmedia.com Alright folks, welcome back to this, the third and final segment of Panel Riot. We appreciate you, uh, I appreciate you sticking with us so far. I'm still in the car, still in the car, still driving around, doing my business, taking care of things, getting it done. Uh, we're talking about kind of Wolverine in general, Wolverine as an entity, and um, so Traditionally on Panel Riot, the uh, the big spoilers, the spoilers that people are trying to avoid, those take place in the third segment, and uh, this will be no exception. I'm going to talk about Logan in uh, more specific terms um, than I was before. Uh, we're going to get into some of the plot points and some of the characters and stuff, and uh, so this is your spoiler alert. If you haven't seen Logan, if you plan on seeing it, if you don't want to know this stuff, you know, pause the podcast, set it aside, go see the movie. I'll be here waiting for you, man. You know, I, I you go check it out, enjoy your business, and uh, I'll be right here because I live in your device, 
in the audio file that you downloaded. So think about that for a little while while you're watching Logan, and then you'll probably rush back because you don't want me to be trapped in here because there'll be a smell. You know, there'll there'll, there'll probably be a smell. Um, So, Logan. I love... I love this movie. It's... It does, it's, it's not like the death of Wolverine was, it's not a greatest hits thing, it's not, I mean, there is a subtle reference to his time in Japan, where at one point in his hideout, you see his sword from Japan, but that's it, you know, it doesn't get any more in-depth than that, and, um, it's just, it's a beautiful, this is a movie that's heavy with symbolism as well, um, He's taking he's taking care of uh, Professor Xavier, right? Professor Xavier is um, he's very old at this point. He's losing his mind. He's having seizures. He's having psychic seizures, and he's a danger to you know people around him because when he has these seizures, it's it, it's bad. Um, people are stricken with paralysis and just a, a terrible pain, terrible terrible pain. So. He's caring for him in Mexico. Um, he has a little hideout in Mexico, and he's being assisted by. Um, oh God, I've com- I'm completely drawing a blank on his name. Oh, he's he's great. He's played beautifully by Stephen Merchant. Um, he's an albino. He can track mutants, and I've totally blanked on his name. And you are probably screaming at your podcast device right now. Um. Trying to, right now. That was an abrupt. That was an abrupt edit. I apologize. I'm no longer in the car. I'm now in my home, so the audio quality is a little different. Um, but good news. I remembered who it is. It's Caliban. That's right, folks. It's Caliban. Uh, and like I said, Stephen Merchant does a great, great job in this role because he's helping him care for Xavier. He's helping him kind of run his household, right? Wolverine treats him with absolute disdain, and the whole thing is really just a Wolverine's the man of the house, Caliban's his wife, who's, you know, saying, you know, you should take better care of yourself, you should deal with this, you shouldn't ignore it, and Wolverine, I'm sorry, Xavier is basically his father. He's his kind of like his papa, his his father figure, right? And in the movie, he even calls him Pops at one point, right? And you have all these unlovely scenes that happen when you're when you're caring for an elderly family member. You know what I mean? Because, you know, he has to he has to carry him upstairs and he has to put him to bed and he has to make sure that he's taking his medicine. He has to take him to the bathroom. You know what I mean? All of this stuff that happens when you have a, an infirm family member like this. And it just so happens that his infirm family member is one of the most powerful mutants on the planet. And could kill everyone if he totally loses control. So, so we find Wolverine and he's 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 driving Uber essentially. He's driving, you know, generic brand Uber. And uh he's in bad shape. He's coughing, he's drinking all the time. His healing factor isn't good. His fighting isn't very good. At one point in the beginning of the movie, he goes to pop out his claws and they don't come out all the way. Like one of them gets stuck 
it's it's just it's a wreck. And um, what eventually happens is this woman approaches him and says, "You're Wolverine. I recognize you. I need your help. You can save me and my family." And he brushes her off, you know, more than once. And then the people who are looking for her family come after him. And uh, it's, it turns out it's the Reavers. Now, if you know anything about Marvel Comics, you know the Reavers are bad news biscuits. Long story short, the mother gets killed. The daughter is left in the care of Wolverine, and he has to go on the run. Um, it's him, it's Xavier, and it's Laura, who's the girl, X-23. Caliban is, you know, he's taken prisoner, although Wolverine thinks that he's dead, and then it becomes like a road trip movie. It becomes, uh, we have to get to this specific place, because they paid, they paid Logan, I think like $30,000 to drive them to North Dakota, right? To cross the border, to go to this place called Eden, which is a safe place for mutants, of which there are no new ones, like, they're dying out. There's little to no mutants left. So, it's a road trip movie. And it's, it's, Laura is literally Logan's daughter because she was manufactured in the weapons, Weapon X facility with his DNA. So that's his daughter, right? And it's, it's such an uneasy movie. There's tension every step of the way because every time they stop, something bad happens. You know, they get attacked or just Xavier loses it or just something bad happens. And when they go to stop, when they go to help someone, which is in their nature, which Xavier reminds him over and over that they're, that they're still good people and that they can help, That then something terrible happens, but they keep stopping and they keep trying to help people. You know, it just keeps happening. Um, I do want to mention that at one point, uh, you know, evil scientist shows up like you do, uh, and he has <laughs> he has a super weapon also like you do. And um, if Laura is X twenty four, wait, is she twenty three? I think, you know, she's X-23, so what he introduces is X-24. X-24 is a straight-up clone of Wolverine with adamantium claws in his youthful prime and no self-control whatsoever. Absolute and total rage. And it's such a shocker when you see this because they did a, they did a great job. They made him look like he <laughs> like he did in you know in the Wolverine in Wolverine Origins when he was young and in his prime it was um and even more so he was just super like i believe i believe the term is swole he was swole and um so as you can imagine those fights do not go well uh for uh, for Wolverine they uh they go quite poorly as a matter of fact in the third act in the third act it's beautifully done, and it, it, it's so beautifully done that I actually, I'm going to stop. I'm not going to talk about what happens in the third act, because you just have to go see it. You really do. This is a movie that you have to experience. 
if you can, if you can, if you're not bothered by gore and violence, not even that much gore. There's some gore. I just remembered something terribly gross that happens. There's some gore. But violence and language and all of that stuff, you know, go see it. Because it's, it's magnificent. It's a fitting end for Hugh Jackman if this is his last time as Wolverine. And if this is the last time we'll see Patrick Stewart as Professor X, it's also a very fitting end for him. Maybe not a dignified one, but it is fitting. And it's a great way to do what they're doing in the comics now, which is cement this legacy, the legacy of this character. Because now you have this young girl who is conceivably X-23, she's Laura, so she's conceivably going to come back. She's going to return in this franchise, and I really hope that she does. I hope that they figure out a way through time shenanigans or whatever that, you know, maybe this character exists in this universe, but she has a different backstory. Because that actress is magnificent. And the character is good, and I just, I want, we need more of that. We absolutely need more of that. So, folks, that's it. That's it. That's all I have for you. I'm sorry. I know this was a weird one. Uh, I know a lot of it took place in the car, and a lot of it took place with me just kind of wandering around the house with Watson following me, being like, why aren't you petting me? Who are you talking to? Watson, you know who I'm talking to. It's the folks from Panel Riot. It's our listeners. He's, he's giving you the hairy eyeball and licking his paw. It's, it's a compliment, trust me. Um, but yeah, thanks for, thanks for bearing with me. Thanks for, uh, thanks for sticking around. Um, and, uh, and yeah, that's it. I'm going to tell you just a few quick things and then we'll wrap this up. Folks, thank you so, so very much for listening. I greatly appreciate it. You can find out more at panelriot.com. We're on Twitter at Panel Riot. I'm at DJ Lunchbox. There's at Intern Stan. There's at Intern Jack. T-U-R-N Jack. He is also available. Head on over. If you want to support the show, you can go to PanelRiot.com. Click the button that says Patreon. And you can literally donate any amount. Any amount per episode that you like. And um, we, you, you'll join our absolutely magnificent and wonderful supporters. We've got Ed Burke. TJ Tag. Meredith Staten, Sorgatron, and Ellen Shergay. That's right, folks. Our fantastic donors, our Patreons, they're wonderful on a scale of 1 to 10. They're the best. You can listen to us pretty much anywhere. We're on Google Play. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher, Spreaker, iHeartRadio. I think I'm still not entirely sure about that, but you can, you can get us anywhere. Absolutely anywhere. If you are on iTunes, please rate and review the show. It helps. It just helps everything. It just helps all the things that you can think of. Um, so, yeah, please go and do that. And, uh, and that's that, folks. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, we're all in this together.
proud member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. Let's go out to the lobby. Let's go out to the lobby. Let's go out to the lobby and have ourselves some wine. Petri wine.